Hello and welcome. I'm your hostess, Faye Wild. Let's begin with the thanking of the elements, shall we? We thank Earth for her stability and her growth. We honor her and ask her to enter our space. We thank Air for his intellect and creativity. We honor him and ask him into our space. We thank Fire for his passion and his will. We honor him and ask him into our space. We thank Water for her empathy and her healing. We honor her and ask her into our space. We thank Life for the divine forces and the intimate source. We honor them and ask them into our space. We thank light for its illumination and its revelation of truth. We honor it and ask it into our space. We thank magic for all of its power to create, to bring forth, to give us the power to explore and to experience all. We honor all and ask all into our space. Welcome, Earth. Welcome. Welcome, Air. Welcome. Welcome, Fire. Welcome. Welcome, water, welcome. Welcome, life, welcome. Welcome, light, welcome. Welcome, magic. Welcome.
We also thank the animal and plant spirits who give us life and sustain us. We honor them and ask them into our space. Welcome, plant and animal spirits, welcome. We also thank and honor the good fae and the good elven kindreds and the good peoples, known and unknown, spiritual forces beyond this plane. We honor them and thank them and ask them into our space. Welcome, good kindred, known and unknown. Center yourself. Become one with the spirits. Breathe in and breathe out. It's your time, so take it now to release yourself from the tensions of the day for a new Chronicles of Fae. Sit back, relax, and breathe deeply. Let your mind be at peace. Breathe deeply. full of 
mystery. There's a very soft, gentle breeze. And as you look down into the pool, you notice that the moonlight from a full moon is reflecting off the ice. Incredible blue, calm, calming, deep blue. And as you take a look at that blue, calming deep blue all around you, you feel yourself drawn that blue, still calm, and as you take a few deep breaths, you see that deep blue coming closer. Step onto the ice, into that blue. You start to sink into it. Don't worry, the ice won't hurt you. It's a cool blue, deep blue. And as you sink into that stillness. You're wrapped in a really warm energy. Almost like a cloak of starlight has been placed around your shoulders. And you sit in that deep blue Feel yourself sinking to the bottom of the pool, going deeper and deeper until you sit at the very bottom of the pool with the ice above you. You're surrounded by this cool blue that you're wrapped. so that you can observe the stillness and the calm of the winter pool without being affected. So, as you sit there, breathing deep, you notice that as you breathe out, you're breathing out all the negativity stress that you're feeling and it turns into this black smoke that just boils out of you 
And as you look up, the starlight seems to transmute it into a harmless silvery fog. And that silvery fog just puffs away on the breeze. Take another deep breath and imagine that you're gathering all the stress, anxiety, fear, any negative energies from your well of light within. And as you look through that well, you notice that there's a lot, or maybe a little, that needs to be dissolved. You stand and you look around. 
and all that blue and white around you shines brilliantly. The stars magnifying the light. But the cave itself seems to be lit by a very pleasing light. And as you go then as you go to walk around the circular chamber you notice that there are hallways leading out from every angle of the circle standing on. And as you look around, you notice that each hallway or each passageway one of those passages, you notice a warmth that is emanating from it. So you take that passage and you end up in a little round room with a warm burning fire at the center. And next to the fire is a bed of sorts, heaped with all kinds of warm furs, blankets. And as you look around, you start to feel the fatigue of the day. begin to wear down on you. So you say to yourself, well, if I just lay on this bed for a little while, maybe I will feel better. I will feel warm. And as you lay down on these warm bed close to the fire, Burrow down to the soft feather bed and cover yourself with the furs. Can't feel, can't help but feel protected, shielded, watched over. And as you make yourself very comfortable. that these beautiful creatures arrive. Their hair is all shades of blue, white, 
deepest, blackest green to the most vibrant emerald green. From the deepest of lapis blue to From a pale white to almost a blinding white, their hair falls down to their feet. Their eyes look at you with serenity, calm. And their eyes are opalescent. And they're wearing these beautiful, long, flowy robes. Look to be made out of spider webs. And as you watch the robes flow from a flowy, delicate robe, and then to the moment, and then for a moment you notice that those robes disappeared and when he was dead is a woman or a man on a wide, delicate fin. But the transformation happens so quickly that you just shake your head for a moment, uncertain. They walk towards you, laying on the bed. And these beings, they don't touch you, but they touch the fur covers. Each laying their hands on the coverlet. All around the bed, because the bed is not pushed against anything, so countless numbers of them. around the bed, touching the pillows, touching the coverlets, just a hair's breadth away from you. And they begin to hum a very soft, gentle hum. It's harmonics filling you with As you listen, you notice that those fur coverlets aren't really fur coverlets at all. You notice that they're made of what looks to be light. And that light begins to wrap around you from head to feet. So that you're almost cocooned. And in fact, when you look around, you that you are in a cocoon of spun threads of light. You can still see out the bed transformed as well. The bed has transformed into a 
saw me. But not one that's going to close on you and shield you from everything. It's just going to protect the cocoon with you inside. And you can see because it's glass all around. And then you look and you see that it, the glass is turned to clear quartz crystals. And as the lid is closed over top of you, you start to panic a little until you notice that you can breathe just fine. Laying in this crystal box. This crystal box holds your cocoon inside. And as you relax and listen to the harmonic humming of these beings, who are all touching the crystals all around you, you notice that your cocoon gets warmer and warmer until you're so warm that all your muscles relax. Muscles relax and become quite like jelly. The cocoon doesn't blind you, but the light becomes more intense. The hues of the cocoon light change the deepest of blues to a snowy white. starts to thicken around you. And as you look at this cocoon, you feel safe and calm. So close your eyes. And as you do, the crystal box begins to gently rock As if you're in some sort of gently, as if you're in some gentle cradle. And as you feel yourself being rocked to and fro, warmth soothes you. The harmonic coming soothes you. Do you just become part of it all?
deeper and deeper into restfulness. Notice that the cocoon is not just around you, but almost entering you. And as you do, you notice that it's got little brushes all along the inside of the cocoon. It's almost as if these brushes are gently brushing your aura and your spirit. Soothing you. Gentling you. So you breathe deep. you breathe deeply and feel the sensation all around you, you notice that each of the sensations you feel continues. As you look around, you notice that the cocoon has almost cocooned your spirit within itself. And when it opens, you notice that your aura is completely cleansed. That your chakras are aligned. light calmer almost in a place of complete rest and as you take another deep breath in You notice that you are standing once again on the edge of the pool, lighter, filled with peace. And as you lift your head and look at the stars once more,
breathe again. And you are back in your physical body. moment. Uh, so today I'd like to talk about um, some of the nostalgic things that I've done lately, things that bring me back to nostalgia. Um, so Thanksgiving was great and um, went to my brother's and we had the fixings, turkey, ham, stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, Deviled eggs, although our family calls them angel eggs. Uh, just all the traditional things that you have at Thanksgiving. And the next day, everybody kind of just relaxed and kind of hung out because, um, you know, yes, the day before was kind of a rush and getting all the food cooked and everything. And so Friday, we just sort of relaxed. And um, that night, um, Friday night, I watched The Grinch Stole Christmas. Not the movie with Jim Carrey, although the Jim Carrey movie is a good one. Um, if you're into Jim Carrey. Um, but um, the old, old, old cartoon that if you, have, if you were born in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, especially the 70s and 80s, maybe even, you remember every year around Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving, the Grinch Stole Christmas, where the guy recites the poem, and it's an animated cartoon thing. It's a very old, old, old cartoon. And I was thinking about all these uh, things that I watch at Christmas, even though I am the age that I am, which I am not going to reveal. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um, even now as an adult, I still love watching these old uh, shows. For example, um, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving and Charlie Brown's Christmas and. Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph, The Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, those are particular um, cartoon type things that I like to watch uh, around this time of year. Yeah, I watch 
um, other things too, like uh, the Christmas tree lighting. That's always fun. Um, a new thing, a great Christmas light fight started recently. That's kind of interesting. Um, I can't see what they're doing, but I love to look at all the lights afterwards. Holiday Baking Championship is good. But I like a lot of the old cartoons because they bring back memories of me being a kid and seeing those and knowing that Christmas wasn't very far away. And all of us would crowd around the TV um, and watch them. Um, watch these old Christmas themed cartoons. And everybody knew Frosty the Snowman. And I can still remember the song, um, though I won't uh, bore you with that. I just thought that, you know, I would bring this to you as my nostalgia moment because to me it is really nostalgic of all those memories of sitting down it's a nice warm home got a thorough blanket on or just you know sitting by the TV can't wait to watch and you know it's gonna make me start wanting to look for these old cartoons because it's Christmas and what is Christmas without old uh, old memories for Christmas. Anyway, that's my nostalgic moment. Hello everyone and welcome to your Curious Moment with Faye Wild. So, what is curious in my life at the moment? Well, I was talking with a friend about um, old PBS shows and um, and I thought I'd tell you about some of the ones that I have, as well as my YouTube channel. Um, of course, it doesn't have any videos uploaded to it. My video, my um, YouTube channel is mainly an archive of things that I find curious, or things that I like, or things that I particularly feel are important to me. The YouTube channel is called the Joyful Animus. T-H-E space J-O-Y-F-U-L space Animus. And though it doesn't have any videos on it, it does um, give one a glimpse into my archives, which are always changing. I'm always adding something new to the uh, archives. And um, I don't consider myself an archivist, although I've been told by people that I can be very much like one, and I suppose in a way I am. So I was thinking, um, and I kind of got myself into a rabbit hole, uh, thinking about all the uh, all the episodes of PBS shows that I really like and the ones that I used to watch like Bill Nye the Science Guy and um, uh, let's see, Bill Nye the Science Guy Square One 
For those of you guys who don't remember Square One, Square One was a math show. Um, I teach kids math. And, you know, I was one who loved to learn. And so I would watch along with things like Lamb Tops Play Along and the Puzzle Place. I'd watch stuff like Bill Nye the Science Guy and Square One and Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. It was only uh, um, several months back that I heard about Where in Time is Carmen San Diego and which teaches history. So, I mean, um, I guess my question is, where are the cartoons? This is why it's called my curious moment, because I'm curious. Why are today's cartoons not teaching kids things? I mean, okay, PBS still teaches things, but where are all the old good shows that used to be on? And can they bring back Mr. Wizard, Captain Planet, and all the other wonderful shows that um, were watched and that were good in the 90s and 80s? I guess that's why I'm curious, is why are cartoons these days, unless you go to PBS, which, okay, there are some things that I like on PBS today, like Arthur is it? Arthur is a good, um, Arthur is a good, uh, example of a PBS show that's been around for a while that still remains to this day. Uh, I don't know. I just wish that, um, for my curious moment, I, w I just wish that we could bring back some of those old things. You know, I've always had little fantasies in my head. If I had a TV sh TV channel, what would I play on it? <laughs> of course, I know nothing about licensing and how to get shows for, for your TV channel, but I always thought I would create um, a TV channel, and on it would be all the old PBS shows that I like. All the Disney Channel shows that, you know, as a kid, like, um, the Hundred Acre Wood, where the guy would read the stories about Winnie, about Winnie the Pooh, and puppets would act them out, and Dumbo Circus Friends, and um, all these great learning opportunities for kids. And then uh, there would be um, old sitcoms like Leave It to Beaver, and um, Father Knows Best, and Gidget, and Small Wonder, and Alf, and all these like things that I grew up with, with as a kid. Uh, Webster and Punky Brewster and Mr. Velveteer. Where are all the good shows? Maybe I'm just too old, but eh, I don't like a lot of TV today. The old year passes by and the new one comes to us. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Chronicles of Faye. Welcome to 2023. May the gods and spirits and ancestors help us to have a good, prosperous year. It's a time when 
transitions happen similar to when we were talking about the seasons and how the seasons change and how when we look at the seasons and we see specific season um, <coughs> and we go um, maybe we like the new season or maybe we're like not looking forward to the new season the years changing can be like that as well so it's time to sort of take stock and what I mean by take stock is is um, think about the last year and all the good memories that you've had and think about the bad memories you've had and maybe ask the gods what you learned from those memories were they lessons you had to learn were they important to your spiritual growth were they something that you had to do because it was necessary was the bad memory um, mixed with something good or did something good come out of the bad memory the new year is a time for us to look at um, the way things are the way things change and how important change can be. And I'm telling you all this because I have a hard time with change myself. Change is a really big problem for me because for some reason it just is. Spontaneity is fine. You know, like, uh, around Halloween, I remember, uh, I got to hand out the candy. My nephews and my sister and, um, then got to hand out, I had to go out, went out trick-or-treating, and my, my niece as well. And, um, it was just me and mom at home by ourselves. I was watching some ghost stuff because Halloween for me has always been about ghost channel shows like The Haunted, Gettysburg, or the Sarah Winchester House, or you know different things like that. I just for Halloween I like watching that stuff. I think it's because way back when Travel Channel was good, at least in this country, Halloween meant a Halloween meant uh, a four or five hour or six hour investigation into a really haunted place. And I guess that's why it means the same for me even still. It's sort of a nostalgic thing. And even though the show doesn't, even though the shows like Most Haunted and, and other shows like that um, don't come on the travel channel anymore 
and Ghost Adventures didn't do its uh its customary Halloween show this year. I still created some a playlist. <coughs> Excuse me. I still created a playlist on YouTube that had all my haunted favorites in it. Some of them are the same places, but done by different investigators. My point is that I was left alone with Mom, and Mom was watching something on TV, and I was listening to a YouTube video about hauntings. And then um, we made up a big bowl of candy, and I got to hand out the candy. And um, partway through this, my mom forgot she wanted to get a plant from somebody she knew. And, um, or she'd heard about some lady selling plants or something. She asked me if I wanted to come with her on the drive, and I said, sure. Um, now, I don't mind that kind of spontaneity. And you might be asking, well, Feywild, what does this story have to do with change? Well, it does, simply because, um, that kind of spontaneity most of the time is fine. I don't mind that kind of spontaneity. Um, but big changes are definitely a problem for me. I, I, ha I tend to have an issue with big change for some reason. And so You know, looking back over the past three years, um, there have been a lot of changes, <laughs> and these changes have been difficult not just for me, but for everyone. You know, when the new year came around, and we, um, the, the new year came around in 2020. We had no idea that three months later, most people around the world would be locked up in their homes. And the children would spend a year, um, the rest of the year, at home learning, distance learning. And that there would be food shortages and all kinds of problems. <laughs> we, none of us had that, that thought ever. In fact, my friend and I and my beloved were planning on me and our friend uh, going down to see her, my beloved that is, and going off to a camp down there. 
can't put the blend down there. Five days later was when we heard the news that we were all going to have to be locked out. That was a hard change for everybody. The camp for the blind that I went to, that I go to every so often, that you've seen the the uh, Moments with Faye episodes about. That was closed. And it's the one place that I can go. Yeah, somebody has to drive me there. But it's the one place that I can go that I can be independent. I don't. Once I'm there, I do everything by myself. And I can also be with other blind people as well, which is a nice bonus. Um, everything had shut down and, and that change was difficult all this to say that the new year brings change and sometimes it's a good change and sometimes it's a not so good change and the only thing that we can do to sort of negate that is to simply Ask the spirits and the gods to be with us while the change happens. Ask them for endurance so that things aren't so bad. So that um, when change comes, we can be ready for it. There are some of you who might love change and embrace change and say, come on changes. Let's just, you know, have a good time and whatever happens, happens and it's all going to roll off and, and I'm just going to roll with the punches. Some people are like that. And I admire that. <laughs> I admire that greatly because I wish I had that talent, that gift. Um... So this talk isn't just for me, it's it's for those of the rest of us who have problem with change. Ironically, the strange thing about the new year is that people try to make changes through resolutions. <laughs> and for example, they resolve to be, they, they have just two different kinds of resolutions. There's the inward ones where like, I'm gonna try and be nicer. I'm gonna try to be less selfish this year. I'm gonna try to be more loving. I'm gonna try and be more spiritual. I'm gonna try, and it's these, these inward sort of things. I'm gonna try and like, you know, improve myself or I'm going to try to admit my faults and then there are the outward changes <laughs> I'm going to eat better I'm going to exercise more I'm going to eat a healthy diet I'm going to lose 50 pounds by summertime I'm going to 
uh, you know, I'm going to go on a vegan diet from now on, or I'm going to start from today eating a raw food diet, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to journal more, I'm going to, um, whatever it is. These are outward resolutions. And it's so funny and ironic because the new year is already a change in itself. And um, it's, it's a beautiful change. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but we're, we're then making resolutions. We're making these resolutions and saying, I'm going to change right along with the year. In a way, I think it's beautiful, and in another way, I think it's kind of hard. <coughs> because we don't often plan for our changes. I mean, we will say these things or we'll do these things, but we don't ever plan for them. And maybe that's why change is so difficult is because it's not planned for. Um, and a lot of resolutions fail. Maybe for those of you in different countries around the world, maybe you have different ways of celebrating the New Year. And, or maybe you have different New Year's altogether. Um, and that's great if you do, and I appreciate and I appreciate all of you from different countries who are who are here to sorry about that um, maybe you have different ways of celebrating my point is that change is part of life and the new year is often a change we don't want in our lives. Or maybe we do. Maybe we want the year to pass by. A new year. There used to be this thing that I used to do when I was a kid. And I still do it today. It's sort of a strange little thing that I do. At Christmas, I hope, or at any like special time, I hope that time will slow right down. And then afterwards, I wish that I could rewind it. So that it stays on that day. Unfortunately, the gods do not allow us the ability to stop time or rewind time. Or I wish we could, but time would be a mess then. <laughs> Take this time um, as this new year unfolds. 
to thank the old you. To pray for endurance as new changes arise. And to remember the old year's good memories. And maybe as you do, imagine a broom sweeping away all of the negative um, energy and negative memories you've had. If you can. Obviously, there are certain memories you will never be able to get rid of, such as the death of a loved one or something equally tragic and I'm not talking about those because those memories are precious and or those memories you need to work through for healing I'm talking about just ordinary bad memories that you might be having to deal with imagine those being swept away In a way, I think that the old year and the new year are sort of spirits themselves. The old year is taking his last gulps of breath. And the new year is taking its first breaths of life. So, embrace the new changes if you can. Allow yourself the joy of the new year and appreciate its beauty. Thank you. And Happy New Year.